Come on, right now, raise that sound that comes to your heart. Raise it to Jesus. Again, you have found me. Oh, Can I see testifiers in this house? Such no father. I am. If you're looking for that girl in this generation, that will love you like she doesn't have sense again. Jesus, you have found me. Such no I want to make you smile. I want to bless you. Jesus. Jesus, my Lord. I want to make you smile. Yes. I want to bless you. Can we make that conversation with Jesus tonight? Jesus, Jesus, my Lord, I want to make you smile. I want to bless your heart. We want to bless your heart. Jesus, Jesus, my Lord, I want to make you smile. We want to make you smile. To bless you. We want to bless your heart. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending, restless love of God. Oh, it chases me. Fight till I'm found. Leaves the night. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Yes, I am. Oh, the old, the old, 
Hallelujah. You're welcome, people of God. You are welcome. You're welcome. God bless you for joining us. It's time to bless Jesus. It's time to honor him. It's time to lay aside our idols. It's time. It's time to lay aside every idol or distractions and just focus on him, him and him alone. We want to adore him, we want to honor him, we want to give him praise. Bible says, let everything that has breath, everything that has breath, let everything, including everyone that has breath, praise the Lord. Beloved, let's lift our hearts and voices and bless the name of the Lord. Give him glory, give him thanks, for it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is a good thing, it is a good thing. Tonight, you want to say, God, we bless you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we honor you. Be magnified. I am that I am. Oh, the keeper and shepherd of our souls. We give you glory. We give you glory. Reign and rule supreme alone. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. As a family, as a ministry, Lord, we give you glory. You are faithful. You are true. Oh, Lord, we honor you. We honor you. We bow in reverence before you. In the name of Jesus, you are faithful. There is none like you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you with our souls. We bless you all with our spirit. We bless you, Lord, with the fruit of our lips. We thank you, Lord, for the deliverances. We thank you, O God. Hey, for the many things you've done for us. Uh, oh, Father, we thank you. You have brought us through many waters. Uh, had it not been for you, oh God, uh, when the enemies, when our enemies came against us, uh, they would have swallowed us. Uh, you are faithful. You are true. Uh, you have preserved our ministries. Uh, Lord, you have preserved our families. Uh, you have preserved all our business ventures. Uh, you have kept us. Uh, you have kept and upheld us uh, by your mighty right hand. Uh, it is by you. Uh, we have run through many troops. It is by you, Lord. We have lived over many wars. It is you who has taught our hands to war and our fingers to fight. Almighty Father, a great God, we thank you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we want to tell God. The Lord cleanse me. Father, purge me. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And to whom? Says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And to whom is the hand of the Lord revealed? Hallelujah. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands. A pure heart and has not lifted up his soul unto vanity. But to tell God, Lord, any impurity, debts, debts, and soil, any stain on our hands, Lord, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And make us whole. Make us whole. He who has a clean hands and a pure heart, Lord, purify our hearts from all double standards, every wrong thoughts, in the name of Jesus. Every stain, every blemish, Lord, make us whole. In the name of Jesus Christ, forgive us by the blood of Jesus that was shed for the remission of errors and sins. In the name of Jesus, 
Oh God, prepare our hearts uh, to receive. Prepare our hearts uh, as fertile soils to receive by forgiveness. Uh, through the forgiveness of all errors, uh, all stains. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father, we bless you. Uh, we give you glory. Oh God, forgive. Uh, make us whole. Make us whole. Spirit, soul, body. In the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, my mind, oh God, uh, is connected. Detach me from everything that doesn't look like you. Uh, anything that has entangled me. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, and Lord, oh God, align my heart, my spirit, my soul, my body, in the name of Jesus. Father, oh God, we bless you, we thank you, in the name of Jesus. We are in the place of our strength, hallelujah. We are in the place of our strength. This is the place of our advantage. I always say that. And that is why we cannot forget to draw strength. We cannot forget to draw strength and energize ourselves in the spirit by drawing from God. Hallelujah. So I want to lift your voice. Just lift your voice. Begin to pray in the language of the spirit. Utter, utter, utter. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. In the the language of the spirit has let out your sound. You want to tell God that Lord edify, Father strengthen me, Lord empower me, Lord grant grace unto me, Holy Spirit, stir up your flames within me, oh God, unblock wells in the name of Holy Jesus. Lakosa, <laughs> <laughs> 
You want to type, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just give a shout unto the Lord. Lift up your voice of gratitude unto the Lord. You want to tell him that, Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. Father, I'm grateful to be in the congregation of the righteous. I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Not many saints, not many believers have had it as we have it. Hallelujah. It's by grace. By grace. The workings of divine grace. The election of grace. The election and preservation of grace. Hallelujah. Mandoboshen. God bless you for joining us. We are almost set. We are about to get into the business proper. Kezia, God bless you. Reagan Adamte, God bless you as you stay. Amen. Mighty, mighty works in our midst. I don't know how hungry and how thirsty you are, but I'm hungry tonight. I am full of thirst. Consecration, God bless you as you stay. Amen.
So tonight, God has prepared another wonderful vessel from amongst us to minister to us. No other person than our own prophetess, um, our own prophetess, minister winning, hallelujah. as we've done for other men of God, other ministers who have led us already through our previous teaching sessions, prophetic school sessions or school of ministry sessions. We want to also do the same for her. Amen. Give her your utmost support and um, every form of cooperation she needs. Amen. And um, God bless all the new members who just joined us. God bless you as you stay. Prepare your heart. Be hungry. Be expectant. Be desperate for something from God. Amen. Because one word from God is capable of transforming your life. One word, just a word, is capable of turning every any situation in your life around according to mark twin mark chapter 9 verse 23 if thou canst believe all things all things are possible this is a place of possibilities in his presence there is fullness of joy at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore the roman centurion said said unto jesus he says only speak your word not a sentence. It says, only speak thy word, a word, a word, a word. He sent forth his word and delivered them and he healed them from all their diseases. I pray that today's word will minister deliverance, healing, light, glory, strength, blessings, liftings, unto you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, people of God, let us welcome our minister for today, our prophetess winning. Amen. God bless us as we welcome her. Take it lightly at all. 
amen and thank each and every one of you for being here and for being present it is if it is if, if you are not here the ministry is also not here so I, I i deeply appreciate your presence here god bless us all amen so today we are going to be talking about let the brotherly let brotherly love continue part two yes so for those of us who were here earlier with the ministry we've already done the part one and we talked about brotherly love we spoke about the we spoke about love the definition of love demonstration and the importance of love amen yes we spoke about love we spoke about who love is we said that love is a person and and that god is love god is love it's his essence it is who he is and it flows through him and that we are the pipe through which this love flows we also established that before we can love anyone before we can love even ourselves or our brethren we must first accept this love from god and then thinking about this it even brings to mind right now the the image of the cross hallelujah the the, the pole or the pillar that stands from the top to the downward pole represents the love of God, and then the bar that crosses across it will be the the, bread, the love that we share among one another. Amen. That love cannot stand on its own, except that the love from God is there. Hallelujah. So before we can love our neighbor, we first have to accept the love of God. We also looked at types of love. We looked at the characteristics of love and then we looked at the importance of letting brotherly love continue. We also looked at the demonstration, but we dwelt more on the definition, the meaning of love, what love was, and then the importance. So today we are going to dwell also more on the demonstration. But if you listen, you will hear that you will also hear the importance and then the meaning of love inside today's message. Amen. So God bless us all for being here. Um, our scriptures, our anchor scripture is going to be taken from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12 to verse 28 to 29, and then 13, verse 1 to 5. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 to 29, then chapter 13, verse 1 to 5, and then verse 16. So if someone can kindly help us with the scripture yes god bless you mr eben i'm reading from the king james version please sometimes you can mix the versions up for me why the king james is very deep hallelujah um wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved let us have grace whereby we may serve god acceptably with reverence and godly fear whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For God, our God, is a consuming fire. 13 verse 1. God bless you, Minister Redeemed. Let brotherly love continue, being not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels on our ways. Verse 3. Remember that the, Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and which and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled but warmongers and adulterers god will judge hallelujah the esb says let brotherly love continue 
do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember that those who are remember them that are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Hallelujah. And the verse 16. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. So from um, the chapter 12, verse 28, Wherefore, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Um, and the chapter 13 goes on to show us what this acceptable worship of God is. Serving God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That's where it actually starts from, though it is from a previous chapter. The chapter 13 goes on to explain what this acceptable and uh, acceptable worship is. Some verses are trying to say acceptable worship. Amen. So I wrote here that worship is not necessarily singing and dancing or giving in church, but worship is a lifestyle. Hallelujah. Worship is a lifestyle. And the chapter 13, as we have read, is what the acceptable worship looks like what acceptable worship according to God, how it should look like. Yes, thank you for the chapter 16. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So this is acceptable worship in the eyes of God, not just singing or dancing or the things we do in the house of God, but showing love as we are going to read in Hebrews, as we have read in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Yes. So Hebrews chapter 13 is showing us what acceptable worship looks like. And this is the way of Jesus. This is how Jesus would have us to worship him. This is the way he prefers us to worship him. Amen. So Hebrews chapter 1, 13 verse 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. As the first demonstration of acceptable worship as stated in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1. The very first one says, Let brotherly love continue. Isn't that amazing? That the first let me say, icon of acceptable worship is that we should let brotherly love continue. This brings to mind what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verse 38 to 40. Matthew chapter 22, verse 38 to 40. Matthew chapter 22, verse 38 to 40. bless you minister redeemed this is the first and the greatest commandment the first and the greatest commandment and the second is equally important meaning the second is just as great as the first which was to love god and then the second one is equally important love your neighbor as yourself in the part one i expressed that loving your your neighbor is as important to god as loving him amen Verse 40, all the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So if you want to be, you say you want to worship God, therefore you become religious and then you obey the law to the letter. You do this, you do that, and you are so sure so that you don't even miss a beat. God is going is trying to say here that 
all these commandments that we are eager to follow and obey they are based on these two commandments which is love amen the second is equally important to love your neighbor as yourself hallelujah so truly the scriptures do not come contradict they do not conflict each other this statement also emphasizes that worship is not just about the sacrifices and the commandments but it's about love love is the essence hallelujah love is the essence all the laws and the prophets hang on this love amen so as we continue we're going to look at the threats to brotherly love which here i've written here one selfishness to sexual immorality and then three greed amen the commandment let brotherly love continue allow it to continue don't stop it don't truncate it don't halt it don't hold back but instead let it continue allow it to flow it is because there is the potential of as bearing of this point hallelujah there is the potential that we can actually stop brotherly love continuum and it is actually a looming danger amen this is a principle that jesus himself has said for us that we should let brotherly love continue there is the potential to stop that is why the bible admonishes us to continue hallelujah just like when the bible says do not fear it is because when you look at the situation when you look around you there is the potential to fear there is every reason to panic but the bible says the word of god says do not fear this is the same here let brotherly love continue when you look around the world everything says don't love your neighbor keep it to yourself don't share think about yourself think about yourself don't go outside amen but the bible here is saying let brotherly love continue amen just like when it says don't fear for example in in psalms 23 when it says even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death when you see when a shadow is always close to its source amen so the value of the shadow of death meaning death is close to you there is every reason to fear but the bible says i will not fear for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me and then when even when the mountains keep into the sea and the sea boils it says i will not fear because the lord is my present help in time of need amen so every time the bible points the love of god god being there god's strength god's help as the antidote to fear hallelujah because perfect love casted out fear perfect love casted out fear so let brotherly love continue amen sometimes when we look around or when we look at past experiences we may be tempted because of past hurts maybe we've done good to someone before and then they still went on to hurt you it might make it might make you make the decision that i don't want to love i don't want to show love anymore or maybe you try you going out of your way to help someone and then the person rather takes advantage the person makes makes it look like <laughs> sorry makes you look like excuse my language the fool always you giving and then the person never reciprocating then you also become like oh okay then I also won't continue in love again. 
some have also the bible says that we should show love because in doing so some people have entertained angels on our ways truly some have also entertained fallen angels some people have done good to some people and then they have regretted it and that was the beginning of their downfall so when we look at all these things you look at something that happened to someone because of the good they did we are tempted to say that oh i'm not going to love again or at least i, I won't give as much or i won't love as hard amen but no that is not the word of god to us the word of god to us is let brotherly love continue let it continue don't stop it and then brotherly love is particularly particularly important in the end times amen it is particularly important in the end times and we know that we are all we are right now in the end times amen can someone post matthew chapter 24 verse 12 Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. Another person, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. Matthew 24, verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. God bless you so much for posting the scriptures. And you're all welcome as many as are joining. And God bless you also for giving gifts to the ministry. Amen. Yes, so God bless you, Mr. Aben, Minister David, and Minister Redeemed. Matthew 24 verse 12 and because lawlessness will be increased and the love of many will grow cold and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold so we see it repeatedly the love of many will grow cold the love of many will grow cold the love of many will grow cold that is why it is important that we as believers we let brotherly love continue because the love of many are growing cold and we are the light of the world we are the big we are the beacon bearers we show the light we show the way we let brotherly love continue our love must not grow cold amen second timothy chapter 3 verse 2 second timothy chapter 3 verse 2 Another person can also post Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25. God bless you so much. For people who only love themselves, the love of many will grow cold, but the love for themselves there to be there. For people who love only themselves and their money, selfish, 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 no selflessness, they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy. Yes, God bless you, Minister Aben. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Amen. So as the world's love, the love of the world is growing cold, and as the world is loving money and themselves, we are to consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day is drawing near all the more as you see the day is drawing near hallelujah so it is very important because the enemy goes about like a lion seeking whom to devour the enemy goes about like a lion seeking whom to devour and from 
my little knowledge of animal behavior the, the hunting strategy of lions they always attack the weakest in a head or in a pack for all their strength and for all their prowess and all their speed they don't they just don't attack the strongest just to for attacking sick they attack the group but they always put the weak one the one that has isolated themselves from the group and then they pounce on those ones so we have to just like the head of cattle or or sheep or antelope we have to stay together because there is strength in unity amen and then there is nothing that can hold us together like love if we can come together for a common good or maybe a common enemy but once the goal is met the group dissolves but when we love each other when brotherly love continues then we can stay together amen 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 so we are going to continue and um, when we read the verses 2 to 6 we know that after, after battle love continues we can see that the, the scriptures point out to selfishness as i've mentioned the threats to brotherly love selfishness sexual immorality and then greed amen selfishness is one of the threats to brotherly love when we are selfish we cannot love i've written here that selfishness is inconsistent with christianity as a true christian as a true follower of christ you cannot say you cannot be selfish amen you don't have to be selfish you cannot be a christian and be selfish at the same time the two should never be found together can someone um, please post acts chapter 2 verse 44 to 47 amen acts chapter 2 verse 44 to 47 selfishness should be a characteristic of the church it should be characteristic characteristic to the believer selflessness it should flow in everything that we do amen god bless you minister redeemed and all the believers met together constantly and shared everything they had right so that selflessness they sold their possessions and shared the proceeds with those in need they worshiped together at the temple each day met in homes for the lord's supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity and all the while praising god and enjoying the goodwill of all the people and each day the lord added to the group those who were being saved amen amen so we are, we are talking about selflessness do good and it should be the characteristic of christians not being selfish amen the second two verses verses three and four sorry verse four and five warn against sexual immorality and greed and all forms of sexual immorality all forms of sexual immorality and greed boils down to self self-indulgence self-gratification me what i want what i am thinking of i want it now that's what all form of sexual immorality and greed that's what it stems from self 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 not thinking about the other person and this also leads to covetousness amen so we are going to go just into this during the sermon amen yes i me myself and my so how do we love brotherly how do we let brotherly love continue we have i hospitality to strangers according to hebrews chapter 13 from 1 to 5 
I entertain hospitality to strangers. I I remember those in prison. I I I even give honor to marriage, and then I feel be content. Amen. Being content. Hallelujah. So we are going to look at hospitality to strangers, which is the verse 2. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Can someone kindly post verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 13? Alright, so I have here that. Um, entertaining strangers, showing kindness to strangers. Yes, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some have done this and have entertained angels without realizing it. Thereby, some have entertained angels unawares. Amen. It is not for a select few, it's not for a special group of people that, oh, these people are supposed to show kindness. Like when you enter into a church, for example, <laughs> you don't say that only the ashes should be nice to everyone, it is for the whole church. Amen. Everyone should show kindness to people we do not even know. For some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Without knowing it. And the importance of showing love for strangers. I've written here that love for strangers is the antidote for xenophobia. Amen. Xenophobia literally means the fear of strangers. Fear of strangers. There is something that I always say that if everybody would just follow the way of God, there will be no problem in this world. All the problems in this world will just vanish. Amen. How many genocides and how many racist um, incidents would be avoided if everyone would just be kind and love people who are not like us? Amen. When people tend, when people do not share the same background with us. It sometimes, it sometimes it brings some kind of, um, should I say antagonism or something? The word is not coming to my mind. Amen. But the Bible shows us that we should be kind to strangers, people who are not like us. Amen. 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 Yes, racism would end. Again, perfect love casted out fear. So instead of having fear for strangers, we should rather have love for them. Amen. We should rather have love for them. Yes. So the Lord also provides opportunities for us to demonstrate our love when we entertain strangers. Amen. Through our demonstration of love and selflessness, we can open the door for miracles and protection and supernatural provision. For some have entertained angels even without knowing it. So we are going to look through the scriptures for some people, those people that the writer of Hebrews is pointing to. Amen. Genocide. Amen. Actually, a lot of genocides wouldn't happen if people loved strangers, people who were foreigners, people who were not like them. Amen. We are going to look through the scriptures at people who have entertained angels, people who have entertained their breakthrough, people who have who have had their prayers answered because they showed love to somebody they did not know amen so the first story we are going to look at 
First, let's look at the um, the function of angels. The function of angels. So, from scripture or from knowledge, amen. You can point out a few things that angels have been reported to do. Angels protect us from evil, amen. The Bible says that I'll give my angels charge over you and you will not dash your foot against a stone. So, angels protect us from evil. Angels also bring us instruction and information. Hallelujah. For example, in the case of Joseph and Mary, right? An angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, instructing him what to do with the baby boy Jesus. Angels also strengthen us. Amen. In the case of Jesus, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Angels came and ministered unto him. Also, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, angels came and ministered unto him. Elijah, after he had run away from, um, what was that wicked woman's name? One very Jezebel was it Jezebel? Yes, an angel came and ministered unto him, amen, to strengthen him. Angels also execute judgment, like in the case of Lot, and we are going to be looking at that story actually. They had been sent to the city of Sodom to destroy and execute the judgment of God against that city, and then angels also bring answers and breakthroughs to our prayer. Like in the case of Daniel, an angel came to Daniel and said, I was bringing my answer about three weeks ago, but another angel of the devil was stopping me. Hallelujah. So you are going to read this, the case story of Abraham. Can someone kindly post Genesis chapter 18, verse 2 to 10? No, sorry. Let's just do verse 2 to 3 and then 8 to 10 so that we can move quickly. Genesis chapter 18 verse 2 to 3 and then verse 8 to 10 amen god bless you mr aben he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold three men were standing in front of him when he saw them he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said "O lord if i have found favor in your sight do not pass by your servant amen and then verse 8 to 10 when the food was ready he took some cheese curds and milk and the roasted meat and he served it to the men as they ate abraham waited on them there beneath the trees where is sarah your wife they asked him in the tent abraham replied then one of them said about this time next year i will return and your wife sarah will have a son now sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent amen this son had been promised to Abraham before that. So Abraham had been waiting. But right after he showed kindness to strangers, and I was wondering why you are sitting at, at your tent in the heat of the afternoon. You see people coming and then you rush to serve them. Amen. He must have been doing it by revelation. Hallelujah. And he wanted to serve them right after this act of kindness. The, his breakthrough came hallelujah this promise that he had been waiting for came after they had eaten where is the verse yes as they ate abraham waited on them and there beneath the trees so as they ate as he was as abraham was ministering kindness and love unto these people they brought his answer amen so humility and kindness appears as though humility and kindness were the prerequisites for isaac the promised child that abraham had had immediately he showed kindness to his neighbors to his 
sorry to strangers his breakthrough came amen it was the last act before the word came so what if abraham had acted differently i don't know maybe still isaac would have come maybe he would have still come on time maybe he would have delayed but that's a question for you to deliberate on amen there's another woman in the bible that received the same line of words i will come to you next year and you will have a son that's the the, Shuna, the shunammite woman amen and it was also something very similar she had seen the prophet elijah passed by her house several times and she said i perceive this man is a prophet so she spoke to her husband and they they made space for him in their house and then the man the prophet asked them what she wanted and then it all boils down to the fact that a year later she also had a son and she had been barren for so many years after marriage she didn't have children she showed kindness to a stranger to someone she did not know going to also look at the story of lot genesis chapter 19 verse 1 to 3 skip to 12 and 13 skip to 23 and 25 genesis chapter 19 verse 1 to 3 12 to 13 23 to 25 because if you read the whole story you might take too long amen the two angels came to sodom god bless you, mr aben in the evening and Lot was sitting in the gates of Sodom. When Lot, when Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself to the face of the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. He said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. Amen. So, um, long story short, God had sent these angels I said chapter 19, Genesis chapter 19, 1 to 3, 12 to 13, and 23 to 25. God had sent these angels to, you, want, you can also go back and read it yourself, amen, later. God sent angels to the city of Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy the city. But Lot showed hospitality to these angels, and in the end, they were saved. Amen. The angels brought divine protection to him and his family, those who were obedient to the instructions of the angels, and they were saved. 12 and 13. Do you have any other relatives here in the city? The angels asked, get them out of this place, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else, for we will destroy the city completely. The stench of the place has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. Amen. The sun was rising as Lot reached the village. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the heavens on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them along with all the other cities and villages of the plain, eliminating all life, people, plants, and animals alike. But Lot and his family, those who were obedient, were saved from this destruction. Amen. Because of the acts of kindness Lot showed to strangers. We also have the case of the widow of Saripath. First Kings chapter 17, verse 10 to 16. First Kings chapter 17, verse 10 to 16. This was a woman, the prophet, God has sent the prophet to. She only had her last meal to prepare for her self and her son and then they eat and they die and then this 
man appears to her and says, bring me a cup of water. And as she was going to bring the water, he said, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was going to gather a few sticks to prepare for myself and my son. We eat and we die. And then the man said, this stranger also continued to say, please serve, serve me first. As if you say, after you serve me, the, part, the, the jug, sorry. The flour will not run out. The oil will also not run out. And she did that. She obeyed and served the stranger first. She showed selflessness by putting the other person first instead of herself and her son. Personally, if it were me, I don't know whether I would have passed this test. I don't think so. Because at least maybe I can put myself last. But my child, as she did it, she obeyed. And then at the end of the results, they were never hungry until the rains came. Amen. So there are several scriptures in the Bible where people entertain strangers and they got their breakthrough. Amen. So let brotherly love continue. There's also the case of Rebecca and Ruth. They got very wealthy husbands because they showed kindness. Rebecca fetched water for camels. She did hard work for somebody she didn't even know, expecting nothing in return expecting nothing in return that's the thing expecting nothing in return true selflessness and in the end she got married to isaac who at that time was a very rich prominent person his father was like the richest in all the land amen same for for she showed kindness to naomi who was actually her family member but to an extent a stranger because they did not come from the same place amen and she also married one of the wealthiest men of the land show kind showing kindness to strangers some have entertained angels their breakthroughs their answers without knowing it amen so in letting love continue in showing kindness to strangers jesus is our role model hallelujah jesus is our role model god never asks us to do something that he himself has not done or would not do amen jesus went about doing good to people he did not know he went about doing good, healing the sick, raising the dead, people he did not know. In fact, those he knew, those who grew up with, rather despised him because they were offended. Hallelujah. So he did good to those he did not know more. They did not accept him. The Bible says, my own did not accept me. Amen. And every day, Jesus' love, Jesus's love continues to strangers, to those who have not accepted him yet. Because today, if someone turns from their strangers today and accepts Jesus, God is going to accept them. Meaning, this shows that his love is continuing until he comes. Amen. So if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus yet, you want to do that now because you do not know the day nor the hour. So right now that we have time, please, the acceptable time of salvation is now. It is now. There is no better time to get saved than now if you are not saved. Tomorrow must be too late. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are going to go to um, remembering those in prison. Remember those in prison. Um, chapter 13, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3.
can someone kindly post Hebrews chapter 13 verse 3? Amen. God bless you, Mr. Redeemed. Don't forget about those in prison. Suffer with them as though you were there yourself. Share the sorrow of those being mistreated as though you feel the pain in your bodies. As though you feel the pain in your bodies. Why? We are all members of the same body. If the eye suffers, the whole body suffers. If the tooth suffers, the whole body suffers. If you've ever had a toothache, nobody will tell you. The whole body suffers. If any part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers because we are all members of the same body. First Corinthians, can someone kindly post? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 and verse 26. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 and 26. We are letting brotherly love continue by remembering those in prison. We don't have to say it's not happening to me or it's far away, so I'm not going to be concerned. Actually, it is happening to you because we are all in the body of Christ. If the hand is suffering, the whole body is suffering. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into Christ's body by one spirit, and we have all received the same spirit. Verse 26, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Hallelujah. And whether one man one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice in it. So it is important that we remember other people who are going through stuff, but it's not ourselves. You don't want to, you don't want to just leave them to suffer. That is not the way of Christ. We are all members of the one body. Then we, we go, we remember them as though we were going through it ourselves because that is how it actually is we are going through it ourselves so how do we remember those in prison and those suffering amen by praying for them we pray for them and who are these prisoners i wrote here the lost the prisoners here are the lost those who are unsaved or those who are backslidden amen those who are hurting orphans widows foreigners those um, suffering injustice of any kind there's a lot of injustice going on in the world amen so we remember them in our prayers and then the distressed we have saints who are in prison amen so we are going to go to each of the points for the lost and the unsaved we are going to look at genesis chapter 8 18 verse 23 to 26 Genesis chapter 18, verse 23 to 26, and then verse 32 to 33. Amen. Genesis chapter 18, verse 23 to 26, and then 32 to 33. Amen. This is the story of where Abraham was pleading for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah before God went to destroy Amen. And Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Amen. So Abraham continued to plead with the Lord. What if there are forty-five? What if there are forty? What if there are thirty-five? What if there are thirty? Abraham petitioned for the people. He petitioned for the people. Verse 32 to 33. He interceded. Amen. Intercession. 
we are called to intercede, which is one of the um, the mandates of this house. We are intercessors. We don't only pray for ourselves, we pray for the nations. Every time we pray, we pray for others. Amen. Intercession. We are called to intercede. Intercession is also not a special ministry for certain people. Everybody is supposed to be an intercessor. Hallelujah. So verse 32 and 33. Finally, Abraham said, Lord, please do not get angry. I speak but once more. Suppose only ten are found there. And the Lord said, Then for the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. Then the Lord went on his way. He had finished his conversation with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his tent. I think Abraham stopped at ten because he believed that for ten dear, God will get ten. And then he will not destroy the city. Amen. But unfortunately, God did not even get 10 people. So we see here God's mercy very evident. God was willing to destroy a nation whose um, stench had reached all the way to heaven. But he was willing to spare them. God is merciful. It is his nature. Amen. And truly, he does not wish for anyone to repent. But he wants everyone to come to respect to repentance. That is why we also have to intercede for the lost and for those who are backslidden as Christians. It is what God expects us to do. I believe God told Abraham of his plan to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because he knew that Abraham would intercede. Amen. Abraham would intercede. So just like Abraham, we have the ear of God and we are supposed to intercede in prayer for our loved ones who have not yet been saved. Instead of slandering, instead of pointing out their mistakes, instead of saying and you have done this, you have done that. We are supposed to pray for them. Amen. When we see a problem, instead of we can we can speak to the problem, we can describe it and magnify it, or we can work against it. We can provide the solution. Amen. I actually learned this from our man of God. We can talk about the problem and magnify it, or you just solve it. Amen. If God spoke to the darkness and magnified the darkness. He didn't do that. He rather said, let there be light. So we speak the solution. And the solution here is to pray. Remember them in prayers. Amen. And then also, the second group of people, orphans, widows, foreigners, and those suffering injustice of any kind. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6. James chapter 1. One person should post Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6. Another person, James 1 27. A third person, one Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17 amen yes apostle talk about the mountains or talk to it amen yes Hebrews chapter 1 verse 27 god bless you religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction to keep oneself unstained from the world james chapter 1 verse 27 and can someone post hebrews chapter 13 verse 16 So in all the scriptures, the Bible is basically encouraging us to do good. And Isaiah 1 verse 17, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. And Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16, plead the widow's, widow's cause. This is true and acceptable worship to God. Amen. Don't forget to do good.
food and to share what you have with those in need for such sacrifices are very pleasing to god amen for such sacrifices are very pleasing to god so these are also people that are in a kind of prison not a physical prison but they are they are isolated from society there is some form of they have been shut in or shut out let me say by themselves or by society amen so we want to also pray for these people and do good to them also we are going we have to show kindness to those in prison by praying for them both um believers who are in prison and then even unbelievers there's such a thing as prison ministries right they go to prisons and then they preach because they are all souls they are all our brethren we pray for them hallelujah romans chapter 12 verse 5 then skip to 16 and 17 romans chapter 12 verse 5 skip to 16 and 17 another person Ephesians chapter 6 verse 20 amen so we Romans chapter 12 verse 5 okay Ephesians chapter 6 verse 20. I am in chains now for preaching them this message as God's ambassador, but pray that I will keep on soaking, speaking boldly for him as I should. Hallelujah. The scripture that talks about when the believers were praying for Peter in prison. Can someone call quotes that scripture for me? Pray for the persecuted church locally and abroad. Hallelujah. Pray for the persecuted church. We in Ghana here have the freedom of worship. We can go to church anytime we like. We have many church services in a week. One church can meet every day of the week. Unbothered, we can meet for hours. Yes, Acts chapter 12, I wish Romans. Thank you so much. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Then 16 and 17. God bless you, Mr. Eben. Verse 16 and 17. Yes, so we want to pray for the persecuted church. We here for we have the privilege of meeting as frequently as we want in the open, even loudly, as often as we want, without fear. But some people other in other places for so much as holding a Bible are being burnt to death. Amen. We can't say it's far from us, so we don't care. We pray for them. We must pray for them. We must remember them in prayer as if we were the ones going through it ourselves because they are members of the same body. This, which is one of the, actually one of the core mandates of this house, we intercede and we pray. And one of the burdens, I believe, the man of, the papa of the house has for this ministry for this um, cyber ministry is that it will penetrate into those places where people can't freely worship people who can't meet together and then break rightly divide the word of truth they can't fellowship together so through this ministry is going to be an avenue where people can actually hear the word in such places amen
and i believe that god is working god is working and it's going to happen amen but peter continued knocking and when they opened they saw him and were amazed but motioning to them with his hand to be silent he described to them how the lord had brought him out of prison and he said tell these things to james and to the brothers then he departed and went to another place so the church had been praying for peter and an angel came and actually brought peter out of the prison led him through all the doors and all the gates and brought him outside into the city. Peter even thought it was it was a dream. He was like them that dreamed. But he had been freed because the church was praying. Amen. So our prayers have power to set things in motion. We ought to rise up and pray for our brethren. Hallelujah. If if you are listening to this podcast or a recording and you are in such a country that you are not allowed to freely fellowship. Know that we are praying for you. Amen. You are in our prayers. So we also, we also have to pray even for prisoners that are rightly jailed. Let's say they, they actually committed a crime and now they are praying for it. We also remember them. They are also in bondage. They are also our brothers. Hallelujah. Because we are all members of the same body. So that is let's pray. We are letting brotherly love continue by remembering those in prison. Hallelujah. So we are going to go to the third one, which is give honor to marriage. Amen. Giving honor to marriage. First John chapter 4, verse 12. And then we skip to 20 and 21 that's the first person minister redeemed first john chapter 4 verse 12 then 20 to 21 minister aben ephesians chapter 5 verse 33 ephesians chapter 5 verse 33 minister david romans 12 10 to 13 amen okay first john chapter 4 verse 12 no one has ever seen god if if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Amen. The continuation, verse 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, 21. Yes, if someone says, I love God, but hates a brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we, if we don't love people who we can see, how can we love God whom we have not seen? And God himself has commanded that we must love not only him, but our Christian brothers and sisters. And in the context of marriage, our spouses, amen. You can't say you love God and you hate your husband or you hate your wife. You are a liar. According to the word of the Lord, though, I'm not the one who said it. God bless you, Mr. David. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 to 13. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So hospitality is mentioned here again. The scriptures do not conflict. And then the Ephesians chapter 5 verse 33. Did anybody post Ephesians? <laughs> yes, you are a liar. You, the, your, your friend, your brother that you see, you don't love him, but you love God who you cannot see. You are a liar. God is love, and the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts 
Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. However, God bless you, Mr. Yuben. Let each one of you love his wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. So we are talking about giving honor to marriage. Giving honor to marriage also applies to those inside the marriage and those outside. If you're outside of a marriage, don't try to enter and break it. Because God has put sender together. Let no man put asunder. Hallelujah. And to those inside the marriage, you strive to keep the marriage together. Amen. Don't do anything that will undermine the marriage and destroy the foundations. Amen. So brotherly love begins at home. It starts at home. Like the popular saying goes, charity begins at home. You don't jump from your house and go and show kindness to someone outside. You don't go and show brotherly love to someone outside. When the person sitting right beside you, right under your nose, you've not showed love to the person. Hallelujah. So before you demonstrate love outside of the home, do that to the brethren inside. Your spouse is still your brethren. They are also children of God. And before you actually got married, you were brother and sister. You've not changed. Only that a new dimension has been added. Hallelujah. Your spouse is still your brethren. So you're supposed to show brotherly love. There's that dimension of love to it. The love between <laughs> the husband and the wife is not only a sexual kind of love. Amen. You love each other like brother and sister, like mother and father to some extent. The, the wife sometimes mothers the husband. The husband fathers the wife amen first timothy chapter 5 verse 8 first timothy chapter 5 verse 8 still in demonstrating love inside the home in marriage first timothy chapter 5 verse 8 but those who won't care for their own relatives, especially those living in the same household, have denied what we believe. Such people are worse off than unbelievers. Amen. You are worse than an unbeliever if you won't show love to your spouse, but you go and show love outside. You are worse than an unbeliever. Yes. So we should honor marriage because we should honor marriage because marriage was instituted by god when we honor god when you honor marriage you are honoring god hallelujah when you honor marriage you are honoring god let's look at genesis chapter 13 verse 8 and 9 genesis chapter sorry 39 genesis chapter 39 verse 8 and 9 genesis chapter 39 verse 8 and 9 Amen. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in the entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I ever do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. At this point, I would think he would say it would be a great sin against my master, but he said against God. So let me give a brief, a brief backstory to this verse here for those who are not might not be familiar with the story 
it's a very interesting story in the bible of a young man called joseph who was sold into slavery by his own brothers and he ended up in the house of potiphar who was a ruler of egypt amen and while he was there the lord prospered him so much and everything that went he handled in the house also prospered so his heathen master noticed and then gave him charge over all that was in the house and he thought of nothing except what to eat amen and then this young man joseph was a very built well-built handsome man and the wife of his master was lasting after him amen i don't know how the joseph used to dress but if he was shirtless he could explain it amen he was very handsome the biceps the abs the triceps they were all popping and the woman couldn't close her eyes she laughed she lasted after joseph and day and night every day <laughs> fresh face she was hunting this boy joseph come and lie with me but he did not he said how can i do such a great sin against god so joseph realized that marriage was <laughs> marriage was instituted by god and by breaking it he was not only um committing a sin against his master but against god so he did not give in to the temptations of potiphar's wife amen and then we find out that later he, he got into serious trouble for doing that sometimes for doing the right thing we still get into trouble amen but you're still supposed to continue doing what is right amen amen god bless us so marriage is god's idea genesis chapter 2 verse 18 and verse 21 to 25 genesis chapter 2 verse 18 and verse 21 to 25 amen and the lord god said it is not good for the man to be alone i will make a companion who will help him verse 21 to 25 so the Lord God caused Adam or Adam to fall into deep sleep, into a deep sleep. He took one of Adam's ribs and closed up the place from which he had taken it. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and brought her to Adam. At last Adam exclaimed, She is part of my own flesh and bone. She will be called woman because she was taken out of a man. Amen. So we see here that the whole idea and the whole institution of marriage was brought by God. Therefore, we have to honor it. is an institution set up by God. Therefore, we have to honor marriage. Amen. It is God's plan for man to multiply, to fill the earth, and to subdue it. We are supposed to do that through marriage. Hallelujah. So I wrote here a few... I don't know what to call them um, keys or points in letting love continue in marriage. How to let brotherly love continue. How to let love continue in marriage. Amen. So the first one from the scriptures we've already read. Let each should seek to please the other and to give preference to the other one. Amen. If two people are in a marriage and then both them, both of them are looking out for each other, one the man is looking out for the woman interest more the woman is also looking out for the interest of the husband more 
there's going to be peace it sounds like a conflict of interest but this one actually brings peace and promotion and joy and happiness amen because this is the way of god the ways of god always work hallelujah amen Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 submit to one another submit to one another Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 and 27 um, can someone also post Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 and 27 Amen If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his faults between you and him alone If he listens to you, you have gained your brother So if anything worse is going on during marriage instead of telling outsiders First, you confront your spouse. Amen. If he listens to you, you have won that person back. Hallelujah. So I also wrote a few things here. Spend time together. You pray for each other. You fellowship. You have intimacy. You forgive. Have a very forgiving heart. You are going to be living with this person for the rest of your life ideally. So you want to be accommodating. You will definitely step on each other's toes. Amen. Amen definitely step on each other's toes so you should be forgiven and you should trust be trustworthy so that your, your spouse can also trust you you guard your heart and then most importantly you let God be the center of your marriage if God himself is holding the marriage together then no one can destroy it amen you also want to flee from temptation Amen. Flee from sexual immorality. Um, can someone kindly post Genesis chapter 39, verse 11 to 12? 39, verse 11 to 12. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. Right, but one day, forty-first wife, when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was in there in the house, she caught him by by his garment, saying, "Lie with me." But he left his garment in her hand and fled, and got out of the house. Amen. He fled without his clothes, naked, out of the house, like a madman. Amen. First Corinthians chapter six, verse eighteen. Flee from sexual immorality, which was what Joseph did. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Amen. Because your temple, your body is the temple of God. The key word here is flee. When you are when you are told to flee from something, it means the thing has the potential to kill you. Or destroy you so you want to flee from all forms of sexual immorality and dangerous enjoyment of sexual pleasure outside the context where God allowed it amen which is the context of marriage which is God's design for the enjoyment of sexual um, pleasure you, you don't want to do that it's it appears in the moment as enjoyment you think you are you are enjoying or you are happy but it is destroying your soul. Amen. You want to flee from all forms of sexual 
temptation just like joseph fled you don't stand there and fight it this kind of temptation we flee hallelujah the instruction is flee don't pray in tongues flee hallelujah flee from some people are actually fleeing into sexual <laughs> if you can run faster than you say most run amen some people are actually fleeing into it when the bible has said we should flee from amen some people who are dancing about it i'll do i'll not do some people are standing there please flee from all dangers and don't entertain it at all amen and then one um is the acronym that i came across while i was preparing for today flee fill yourself with christ that's f l lock out all the lies and truly anything that will convince you to enter into sexual immorality either adultery or fornication is a lie it's all lies of the enemy lies that you believe when you enter you find out that everything has been a lie amen exchange the lies for the truth the truth is the word of god and that the, the second e expose yourself to the light amen expose yourself to the light if you find yourself involved in any kind expose yourself to the light the lie of the enemy will tell you to hide yourself but the, the power of sin is darkness when you hide it it now has power over you it has brought you into its domain sin thrives in darkness yes so if you hide it and you keep it in the darkness it still has power over you you bring it to the light amen like um those of us who watch um animal videos a lot national national <laughs> national geographic and things if let's say i've ever seen a video like that an animal is drinking water from a pond and then all of a sudden a crocodile just grabs it and pulls it under the water the water is the stronghold of the crocodile so once the crocodile is able to pull the animal into the water with it that's the end amen there's no more hope for the antelope or the deer it can't hope to run because it has brought you into its domain if it had been on land there can be hope to run and run faster because crocodiles don't run fast like that amen so that's what sin does if you stay in the darkness it has taken control over you you bring it to the light amen you bring it to jesus you expose it to the light for now there's no more condemnation for them that are in christ jesus amen there is no sin that the blood of jesus cannot wash away there is no sin no there is no deep level that as for that one the blood of jesus cannot get there it is for every man amen sexual sin actually destroys sexual sin is destructive you want to stay away from it amen let's look at proverbs chapter 7 proverbs chapter 7 verse 8 yes from i think it should be from wait proverbs chapter 7 he was crossing the street near the house of an immoral immoral woman some versions say the adulterous woman strolling down by the path of her house i'm trying to find it in my bible and see the verses yes 
and then you skip to 18 verse 27 18 to 27 amen proverbs chapter 7 verse 18 to 27 in the twilight of the evening at the time of night and darkness and behold the woman meets him dressed as a prostitute willy of heart she is loud and wayward her feet do not stay at home now in the street now in the market and at every corner she lies in wait <laughs> badly love in marriage we are showing badly love in marriage amen come yes adulterous woman come let us take our love our field of love till morning let us delight ourselves with love, for my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come. With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her, as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast, till an arrow pierces its liver. As a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. If you are you do not know that it will cost you your life that is actually how sexual sin or sexual immorality is so if you are in marriage you do not want you want to be faithful to your partner amen and if you are outside do not break a marriage by destroying it amen so we are going to go to the fourth point which is be content and then we are done amen so be content verse 5 hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 amen so hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 i would appreciate the king james version for this verse amen i have to amen stay away god bless you stay away from the love of money be satisfied with what you have for god has said i will never fail you nor forsake you amen let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as he have for he has said i will never leave thee nor forsake thee hallelujah amen so we are going to look at two key words here covetousness and contentment covetousness and contentment amen covetousness here um, as i was looking for the definition i paraphrased it inordinate or excessive desire for what belongs to another an inordinate or excessive desire for what belongs to another or an ungodly desire that of what belongs to someone else amen it leads to greed it leads to stealing it leads to jealousy it even leads to murder amen like the story of ahab king ahab and naboth this was a wealthy king he had many lands he had many he had all the property he had but he was envious of this small plot of land that one man called naboth had and he he went to Naboth to buy it. Naboth said it's a family possession, so he can't sell it. Eben was so moody. It's Eben. Sorry, Ahab. <laughs> it's not Ahab. It can't be Ahab. Eben. Sorry, Ahab was downcast, and his wife told him to kill Naboth for the vineyard. Amen. 
So covetousness can lead to murder. Amen. That is why we should not covet. We should be content with such things as he have. In showing brotherly love, be content. When you are content, you are not going to you are not going to show you are not going to be envious of your brother. Amen. So James chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. James chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Yes, from whence come wars and fightings amongst you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So... Again, ungodly desire and covetousness, it leads to horrible things like stealing, jealousy, and murder, which is why we want to be content with what we have. What is contentment? Happiness and satisfaction because we have everything we need. Happiness and satisfaction because you have everything that you need. Hallelujah. And those of us in Christ Jesus, we should be content. Godliness with contentment is Gain, be content with such things as we have because he has said that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us amen amen so we are going to look at being content with your possessions and then being content with your personality amen so be con- um, can someone kindly post philippians chapter 4 verse 12 amen we are almost done philippians chapter 4 verse 12 I wrote here that be thankful and enjoy what you have and learn to be content and trust in God. Amen. When you trust in God, it will be easier for you to be content because you know that God is going to provide everything that you need. Everything that you need. Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You believe in your heart that you have everything that you need. Therefore, you are content. Amen. I know both how to be abased and i know how to abound everywhere and in all things i am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and both to suffer need amen so being content with all to being content with what we have and trusting in god amen matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says what um matthew chapter 6 verse 33 Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. So we want to be content, because when we are not content, discontentment, it brings covetousness, and covetousness brings all forms of evil. Amen. You also want to be content with the personality that you have, who God made you to be. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 18. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 18. So I have written here that be content with who you are, because there is no one like you. 
like what he made you unique. If you look at just your fingerprints, there is nobody in all the earth, all the nine billion people that have ever lived, that will ever live. Nobody has your thumbprint. It's so special. It blows my mind. Amen. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Please, I said King James once. Now you're already posting the King James. I will prevail, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Amen. So God has intricately formed us and he knows us he made each and every one of us special he gave us our personalities our abilities our skills it's a it's a different combination even identical twins are not alike outward they may look alike but they have different abilities different skill sets amen if we could cl clone another person just like you you can't say that that person is the same as you amen because doesn't have your experience doesn't have your memory doesn't have your talents Amen. So be content with who you are, with what God has made you to be, because this also glorifies God, even as we express Him. Amen. If you are content with who you are, you won't convert the way your your your, your neighbors do certain things. Somebody, some people actually miss their calling because they feel like they should be doing something else. Maybe you feel like the way someone sings is nice, so you also want to do that. You are missing your way. You are called to do something, so you do that. Be content with who God has called you to be. Amen. And that please that brings me to the end of my sermon for today. Amen. Let him brotherly love continue. I am done. Hopefully there are no questions because the Holy Spirit has exhausted. Amen. Is are there any questions? Mr. Eben, are you calling him? Do you want to call him? Okay. You want to ask your question <laughs> live? Next time. Just type the questions. Okay. He said you give the announcements. You give the announcements. Okay. So I guess there are no questions. Hallelujah. <laughs> it seems the question is... What is the difference between brotherly love and the love that exists between married between a married couple amen so from my previous session i said that brotherly love is the love that we have for our family our neighbors amen and then the love that exists between a married couple has this dimension of love but it also has the added 
love which I mentioned at that time as Eros, Amen, the sexual kind of love. So it is still there, but there is also a different dimension added to it, Amen. Please, one person can only ask one question. Please, how does me being content with what I have cause brotherly love to continue? I didn't get the correlation well, please. Okay. So when you are when you are content with what you have, then you do not covet your neighbor. When you covet your neighbor, it causes that's the thing that I listed here uh, greed, stealing, jealousy, and even murder. Amen. When there's covet covetousness. All these things also flow and these are not the way of love you can't if you love your neighbor you are not going to steal from them you are not going to kill them for what they have amen so when you are content with what you have it prevents you from going against your neighbor in those ways amen mr david, uh, mr. david please you get it now amen mm. god thank god in marriage bible says that two are one so how do you explain in regarding brotherly love okay the two are one just as how i explained from the earlier scriptures that we are all members of one body so you want to show love to the other person just as if you are showing love to yourself because both of you are now one and in one body amen please any more questions Yes, it's also brother the widow at Zaripat who fed the prophet the prophets. Is that also brotherly love? Yes, because in this context we are all children of God. Amen. So everybody apart from you is a brother. And then as I said um from the scriptures, it says that entertain strangers. Entertain strangers. For by so doing, was she a child of God? Everybody is a child of God. Everybody has the breath of God in them. Amen. Only that some people have not yet accepted and have not come to, uh, have not accepted God as their father. But everybody is a child of God. Amen. Okay. Apostle, please, would you like to correct that on air?
Amen. Yeah, so we have a few minutes to the end of the podcast. Um, thank you so much for the ministration. Um, that was wonderful. But I wish I could have interrupted at certain sessions, certain points in the session to to maybe put some things in perspective. Amen. Because there are some portions that sporadically veered off the tangent, the main um, focus for the or the theme for the teaching. Yes, you did. You spoke about some things that is good, but. Um, all in all, you did well, and for the scriptures, expounded so many scriptures, I expected so much more, so much more, um, but the main thing I would want to correct is, you see, when we come here, don't take what you are doing for fun, it's good that you have a free spirit, but don't take things for granted. Don't begin to be so fun-filled. You begin to lose touch with um, seriousness and um, focus. Okay, because what we are doing uh, currently, we are not editing to the best. I mean, to be able to get some wrong things out, maybe noise or um, wrong, like as in wrong utterances out of what is being recorded. So. We want to make sure we present the best as much as possible. Only content that we are very sure of to the world. People are listening from all across the globe. The point here now is that everybody is not a child of God. All people are creations of God. A child of God bears the name of God. Hallelujah. A child of God bears the name of God. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. God himself was speaking. He says, if my people who are called. Do you have a child who doesn't bear your name? How do you call that such a child? How do you call such a, such a child? A child who doesn't bear the father's name or the mother's name. Even a child mostly takes on the, the name of their father. Their mothers usually don't have even the chance of surnaming them. They are surnamed by their fathers. So you can imagine how serious that is. So to put it that everyone is a child of God is an error. Amen. Biblically, it is inaccurate. Generally, in the from the perspective of those in this cosmos, it might be appealing. But it is void of truth. It might be factual, but it is not truthful. It's not full of truth. Amen. So in the book of is it Second Timothy uh, chapter 2, 18, 19 or so, or First Timothy 2, 18, 19, it says that surely the foundation of the Lord standeth short, and let every man that nameth the name of God. So there are men in general, but there are those who are part of the sheepfold of God. They name the name of God. They name the name of God. They are the children of God. And not all, not even all children of God are sons of God. Sonship is a place. 
Amen. You can talk about sons and daughters of God when you want to just be gender, you know, gender focused or gender minded. Yes, 2 Timothy 2 19. God bless you, Minister David. If you want to be gender minded, you could say, Oh, son of God. Sometimes when I welcome people on this platform, saying, Oh, welcome, mighty man of Zion, mighty woman of Zion, or precious daughter of Zion. It's all just being, you know, a little bit gender sensitive. Uh huh. But sonship is a place, it's a place of maturity. So even even that, and a mature, do, a mature daughter of God is a son of God. A mature son of God is a son of God. Sonship applies equally to everybody. Amen. And that was a place David came to and said, The Lord is my shepherd. Every child of God can say that the Lord is my shepherd. Because they are part of the sheepfold. They are not wild animals anymore. They are part. They have come home. Excuse my language for saying wild animals. I mean, they are not out there in the wild. They've been, they've been found and brought back home. While others are still lost out there in strange pastures, you know, wandering, having no shepherds. So they are always liable to the attacks and then um, to being prey, to being preyed upon by the adversary who always goes about as a roaring lion. But the moment they come into the sheepfold of God, they name the name of God. They take upon themselves the identity of God. Amen. So, somehow, way, each person, every creation, every human being has a portion of God. The Spirit of God is a portion of God. But that spirit, because of the fallen standard and nature of man, is already corrupted. It's like um, a coin that has sort of, sort of rusted so that the image on the coin is... is it's not visible. It has corroded. It, 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 the layers of it has peeled off. So that image is lost. It is not anymore in the image of the original. But when it is probably minted again, reprinted, or they, 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 they mold it all over again, it can restore that image. Then you could say, okay, this is the currency of this country or, or, or Ghana, and this is the value of that particular um, denomination of the currency. So... I just want to put this across very very important very very important and at the right time we'll touch on a little bit about the difference in uh, brotherly love uh, or the difference between brotherly love and what exists in marriage okay there is a little bit a little bit actually marriage replaces a lot of things the moment both of you become one that is a mystery and that is why God always employs the mystery of marriage in teaching his people the unity that exists between the godhead and what is to exist between he his son jesus and us as a bride a bride for his son jesus amen it's a mystical union so that anything it, it is be like you are one <laughs> you are one and you are one together amen so i believe that um Many of us have been blessed from today's ministration with our great insights and then these few things. Hmm. Yeah, one thing I never do is to feel too comfortable in a place or at a point in time in performance of a thing so that I begin to lose it. No. Yes, 
never ever even as much as we've been doing this podcast every time i've never at any point in time come to the place of being acquainted with the process the time or the teachings or anything so that i do it by routine or i do it by duty or i do it by as a ritual instead of seeing it as every day as a new an opportunity for a fresh encounter and teaching and everything yeah so let us take note of that for those of us who are here to minister i think this would be um, a very great um maybe guidance guidance for you yeah yeah so god bless us so much it's been a wonderful time and i know that it's been a while since some of us heard my voice but i've I've been around i think that from three to four days before the birthday throughout the birthday all the way until now things have been uh, very i don't know <laughs> uh, very 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 some way very tight uh, but i'm glad to be joined in fellowship with you and i want to use this um, maybe next 10 seconds to show appreciation for all that you've done for me i really really appreciate in fact that i became emotional i was i became very emotional it's a long time i became so emotional sometime i became i become emotionally frigid after i told myself that i wouldn't allow myself to be moved by certain things and so it was even affect affecting my worship how i worship god i realized that i needed my emotions to worship god but not the kind of emotions i i respond to things with yeah but the the, the refined spirit refined spirit tuned emotions amen so i really appreciate it i love it i'm grateful they are timely very prophetic and god richly richly bless you so on this note we what means that even what is when is the next session when is the next next session for um the som and let me check my phone screen has turned sorry 11th okay so we meet on the 11th unto them may the lord bless and keep you may he cause his face to shine upon you may the lord be gracious unto you may the lord lift up his countenance of, over you upon you and give you peace you are fruitful you are blessed you are the head and not the tail you continue to be above only and ever beneath you prosper in every good thing that you do your enemies shall bow to you at the gates and at every door in jesus name amen bye 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 i love you all